The text for our sermon this morning is the gospel reading from John 1, uh, in particular, Nathanael saying in verse 46, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. But also taking into consideration our psalm, David saying, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please be seated. Today, the second Sunday of Epiphany, we are taught by God's word that, well, it's epiphany to us that God knows us, that Jesus knows you. We see it in the gospel reading that Jesus knew, knew Nathaniel, Jesus knew Philip, he knew them all. He knows us very intimately. Our readings today, our reading today is read during Epiphany because that's revealed to us. Something about the identity of God is taught to us that we perhaps wouldn't know. That if you just look at your life, if many times people just look at their life and they might question and say, does God even know who I am? Does he know what I'm struggling with? Does he know what obstacles I face? This reading today is a comfort because we are taught that Christ does know us. He knows all of us, and that's a good thing because that means then he knows how to take care of us. It is said that those who you know the best, the ones who you are closest to, it is they who can hurt you the most. It is they who know you so well that it is in these relationships that the hurt can be the greatest. And even sometimes it's done intentionally. One, a person becomes close to someone like a spy in order to betray them. They know the person's weaknesses. They know exactly where to go for the jugular. Relationships, they take time and they should. Because when things go bad, when we're mistreated by those, when our trust has been betrayed, that becomes a stumbling block to the faith. And so that should motivate us as Christians to be people of good reputation, people who do get to know others so that we can help them, not take advantage of them. Today, our psalm lets us know, it epiphanies to us a little secret that maybe we wish we didn't know that God knows you. He knows you. He knows you very well. There's some things about you that only your best friend from high school or middle school knows. There's some things about you that if you're married, there's some things only your spouse knows about you. Those funny sounds you make when you sleep. They know these things. They know exactly what to do to get under your skin. Kids, children, you yourself being one, you remember you knew exactly what to do to get under your parents' skin. You knew exactly how to hurt them. And if your parents got upset at you, it's because they love you. And also, too, we are disciplined by God because he knows us and he loves us. 
God knows you even better than your best friend. God knows you better than your spouse. God knows you better than you even know yourself. We are taught in Jeremiah that God knit each and every one of us together in the womb of our mother. God knew you before you even knew yourself. Even further, Jeremiah leads us further and says, God knows you better than you know yourself, even in regards to your sin. The heart is deceitful above all things, Jeremiah says. Who can discern it? We can't can't even count our sins, but God knows. And yet, this is why God becomes man. This is why God becomes man in Jesus Christ, because he knows you. What a wonderful blessing. He knows us and he knows exactly what we need. We need forgiveness because... It's a scary thing to be known by God. In our psalm, David said it like this. O Lord, you hem me in. You are in front of me and behind me. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. God's knowledge is so far from us, we can't even see it. God knows the sins that we try to hide too. The things that you don't want your friends to know, the things you don't want your coworkers to know. There are no secrets with God. And one of the beautiful things and one of the joyous things about being a Christian is, is knowing that your God doesn't want you to keep those things secret. He wants to hear you confess them. This is why... He repeatedly tells us he hears us, he knows us, is because he wants us to know he is there for us to confess our sins because he wants to take them away. He wants to cover them in the gospel of his love and forgiveness. In our gospel reading today, this is part of why Jesus reveals that he knows his disciples intimately. Jesus is revealed as one Who knows? Jesus' identity as true God is shown to us by how well he knows Nathanael, someone he had never met. And Nathanael himself had never met Jesus, but Jesus epiphanies himself to Nathanael. He reveals himself as the one that Nathanael encountered in the Word. But first, let's, let's step back and look at another lesson for this text at Epiphany, Jesus revealing some things to us. Notice Philip. And it is Philip's faith in who Jesus is that motivated him to tell others. Philip didn't participate in some big outreach program. He didn't learn any evangelism tricks or any apologetics, although those things are very good and important. Look at what Philip did. Three words. Come and see. We should be willing to get to know others. We should be willing to get to know people, to talk to others about Jesus. Maybe we as a church for for 2024, maybe, maybe we should think about what it means 
to have the vocation or the skill of hospitality. Maybe we should consider in an age where neighbors don't even know each other, maybe we should begin to think about getting to know our neighbors. Make it a, maybe consider a goal for 2024 to invite somebody into your house that, that maybe you never have before. To share a meal with someone who's not part of your church, who's not part of your family, who you might even know is not a Christian. And yes, it's risky. It could go, it could go bad. But maybe we, maybe we should learn from Philip this, this bravery, this confidence in who Christ is, that he will use all things for our good. And we should make an effort to get to know somebody we we aren't comfortable with, that we might be comfortable with them to share the gospel of Jesus. But maybe you yourself, you know yourself and you say, well, I don't know what to say. Or it's going to be awkward, Pastor. Well, do you not know who your Lord is? Do you, not, do you not know that he's promised to be with you in every situation? Do you not think he might bless you as you look to share the good news of who he is? Do you not trust the Holy Spirit to give you words, to give you maybe patience? Look how Philip, he, he, didn't, he didn't look to any big advice or any big programs. Look how simple evangelism can be. Come and see. He trusted the Holy Spirit to work. He was willing to step out on a limb. This was in response to Nathaniel's answer, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip didn't say, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have said anything. Philip, Philip didn't say, yeah, I'm not any good at doing this. You're right. No, he let, he let the word work. And look how Philip brought Nathanael. He said, he he talked about Jesus. We found him of whom Moses, the law and the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Philip pointed to the scriptures. Because it is here that God speaks to us, to each person. Nathanael, he knew a little bit about Jesus, we can assume. He knew where he was from. He knew a little bit about Jesus according to where Jesus was from. Nazareth was thought to be a backwoods, know-nothing town. But it may have been more than that. Nathaniel may may have been cluing in on something a bit more. Nathaniel was likely not just speaking about Nazareth and its reputation, but Nathaniel may have known the scriptures and he didn't expect the Messiah to come from Nazareth. If If we understand his question... It's clear that Nathanael was a student of the scriptures. He wanted to know who the Messiah would be, right? He had some expectation. That's why he answered the way he did. The Messiah, he thought, was most likely going to come from Bethlehem because that would make sense. That's where kings come from. That's, That's God's city. But he's told that the one that the prophet spoke of comes from Nazareth. Nathaniel is rightly skeptical according to what he knows. And isn't it true also that the world, non-Christians, are skeptical of who God is because they don't know him? They haven't been told, and how can they believe if they haven't heard? 
How can they hear if, if someone is not sent? For faith comes by hearing. And imagine this, that, that Nathanael is told that Jesus was from Nazareth. We know that Nathanael grew up in Cana, and that was only three miles from Nazareth. That means the Messiah would have grown up three miles from Nathanael, and Nathanael never, never knew him. How could that be possible, Nathanael thought? The Messiah coming from a town that I know is nearby, it's here, it doesn't have a good reputation. Is this really how God is going to come to his people? That, that's too low, too humble. But the humbleness of Christ is an offense to our pride. To a Jew like Nathaniel, Nazareth, that location, that town seemed foolish for the Messiah to come from. So too in our day and age, people are no different. Thinking of finding Jesus in the scriptures? Jesus is not afraid to give himself to us in humble ways, to befriend us. God uses Jesus' greatest weakness, his humility, for our good. That, that Jesus, God himself, takes on flesh to be despised, to be thought low of, to be stricken, smitten, and afflicted, as the hymn says. God's only son became flesh so he could die on the cross. Humble in a presence of God that we might say, too, could anything good come from that? And that might be the response of people that we talk to and share the gospel with. Could anything good come from confessing my sins? But there was the God of all creation laying himself bare to show you that he's not going to trick you. He's not hiding anything from you on the cross. He bears all to show you that you can trust your heavenly father, even for you yourself to bear all, to live your life for others, to be willing to suffer for the good of God's faithfulness. Because he isn't going to betray you. He was willing to be betrayed by us. He who, who knew us so well, he knowing exactly what would happen, laid himself bare and open, put himself in the hands of sinful man, and he was crucified. And he said, Father, forgive them. Every thought, word, and deed, every sin you've committed, God knows. And he then doesn't use that against you, but he places it on his son, Jesus. He uses your weaknesses <laughs> to help you. Quite the opposite of how we fallen sinners use each other's weaknesses to take advantage of. But no, God shows us his character in Jesus. He knows you so well so he can help you. Today it is revealed that the Lord knows you. He knows your thoughts. He knows your frustrations. He knows what brings you joy. He knows what causes your blood to boil. But he also knows what the greatest threats to your faith are. And so that means he might be willing to keep things from you that you think you need 
but he knows it's a threat to your faith. He knows and loves you so much, he might let you become a little disappointed. He might allow the devil to torment you for a while because he knows you need your faith to be strengthened in specific ways. He might allow you to be sick. He might even let you die. But he can do that because he knows nothing can take you away from his love. No height, nor depth, nor death. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. He knows your weaknesses, but he will not let you be overcome. Epiphany means to reveal, and God reveals himself to us in Christ that we might know him. That we might know the depth of his mercy, the joy of being a Christian. He knows you. He doesn't use your most intimate secrets against you. He knows all that you try to cover up, and he doesn't expose those things which we are ashamed of to hurt us. But he might expose those things you hold so much pride in. He might expose them to grow you in your faith. And so it behooves us to have Christian friends, to have Christians that we trust who will be willing to point out our sins to us. And we ourselves have a reputation among one another and among the world out there so that we too can offer help in time of need when we fellow Christians are stuck in a sin because we want to point each other to Christ Jesus. He is the only one who truly knows the Father and the Father knows him And all our sins, the things we are ashamed of, they're all erased in his cross and grave and resurrection. But beware, because you do have someone who is looking to trap you. The devil lays out temptations for us. The devil is the one who uses your weaknesses against you, but only when you listen to him. Only when you give in to his temptation, only when you live your life contrary to what God's word says, because how quickly our blood can boil, how quickly we can stew on actions and sins against us, injustice that we suffered, how long we can hold on to those and play them over and over in our mind like a video on loop, but each time the video gets worse and worse when we assume wicked motivations from others instead of putting the best construction on things, when we hold to and remember how offended we have been, you're falling for the devil's temptation. You will stew in your sin. And this this is a danger to your faith. We knowing what sinners we are, knowing our innermost thoughts, our tendency to hold on to things, who is it that would let go of everything and die for us? While we were enemies of God, Christ died for you. Christ came for us because he knows us so well. He knows we need forgiveness. And that's why we come here, even on a cold, a morning almost as cold as our hearts, 
our fallen sinful flesh. Because every Sunday, you've got a pretty good idea who you are. But you also have a pretty good idea who it is that calls you here to repent and receive his life-giving forgiveness. You've got a pretty good idea what sins you struggle with. Well, God also knows. And that's why he invites you to his house, our home. That we who were once strangers, not having any hope, he who has made us his children, who has made us close to him, invites us into his home for a meal. Because our brother is here not to trick us, but to forgive us. To give you mercy and forgiveness so that you are known, not according to your sins, but known according to his righteousness. Jesus said to the disciples that day, he said to Philip and Nathaniel, all who were standing around, he said, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus tells us he's a ladder, not a ladder that we need to climb up to heaven, but Jesus is the way in which heaven comes down to us. He came to be with us precisely because he knows what we need. He fills you up and never leaves you empty. Remember your Savior, Christ Jesus, knows you. That's why he's here. And even in a world that says, well, what what good can come from hearing Words. What good can come from giving up time to sit somewhere and it, and it be kind of it be boring? What good is a little bread and wine? What good is, is the water of baptism? And we say, come and see. Because no matter, no matter what you're going through in life, your Savior knows you. He knows the suffering that he's brought into your life. He knows the crosses that he's placed on you. He even knows the suffering that he's placed on your loved ones that you care so much for. And he invites you to pray for them, to come alongside them. And look, look how the psalm ends this morning. We started off thinking of how David said, the Lord is in front of me, the Lord is behind me. Wherever I go, the Lord is there. It's too great for me. I can't comprehend. Look at the end, how how it's ended. David says, yes, but even there, your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen.